welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. 100% Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. How do, lads? Do good. Is that the correct response? I don't know. What is the response to how do? Ian? As our northern correspondent, fuck off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are we feeling about the football, guys? There's just been like a deluge of football this week. I don't even know. It's so confusing because last time we recorded, we still had a game left of a game week. Since we recorded, there's been a whole game week. We're currently two games into a game week. <laughs> there were four games over the weekend that weren't in the competition but they all featured teams that were in the Premier League and I'm so confused he doesn't do well with time let alone mixing competitions at the same time as each other it's (laughs) it's just too much no but also it's still fun that once again you know the eight the final eight teams in the FA Cup are all Premier League teams the final four teams in this uh, FA Cup are Premier League teams and also the most recent four winners of the FA Cup. But keep telling people that the big teams don't take it seriously, guys. We don't take it seriously in the first couple of rounds, but once it starts getting to, like, I'm playing other good teams, then we start throwing out... Although, looking at Lampard's lineup yesterday, I guess we're talking about the FA Cup now, it was, like, easily (laughs) a a mixed lineup to start off, and that showed in the first half because we were very poor. But apparently at halftime, he made a triple sub at halftime, and he told the guys in the locker room, you're not worthy of the badge or you're not playing, you're dishonoring the badge kind of thing. He like fucking ripped into him at halftime and they came out of the gate strong. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that the two mop Premier League teams gifted Liverpool the title this week? Is that just, Oh, we, well, I mean, literally, be, that's like, we're going to talk about all of those games, so it'll come up. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I mean, just, we're a football podcast and we've just not mentioned that Liverpool have been crowned, you know, well, we've mentioned and it. Chelsea. We've mentioned it enough, like... And it's been so long, it's like it was guaranteed. So it's <laughs> it just like, no, it's happen. such yeah. that this is what is good that it is such an anticlimax for them. So I'm happy for that. But yeah, they deserved it. <laughs> wow, small victory. They, they deserved it just for not being as shit as all the other teams. And do you like honestly believe that we still have any Liverpool fans still listening at this point? <laughs> like, if you are a Liverpool fan no. and you are still on board with this podcast, please write to us and let us know what's wrong with you and whether we can pay your therapy bill because. Like, what are you doing? Because we rip into Liverpool all the fucking time. None of us are happy that they won. I don't want to make a big deal about, oh, great, 30 years. Oh, I'm 32, so whatever. Get over it. <laughs> Good achievement. Well done. And you've never won the Premier League title, so why not give you a shout out? <laughs> Where, where's my parade? I guess since it came up, we should be gracious and say congratulations in case there are any actual Liverpool fans that still listen to us. It's semi-mostly deserved. You have been certainly an excellent team this year, even if overperforming and City are better than you. But it's got to be exciting to be able to, you know, have Chelsea hand you the title after 30 years. That's got to be really fun. And then, you know, not, I don't know. Oh, wow. These grapes are sour. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel bad for them. Genuinely, like, all jokes aside... I feel bad that they don't get to, like, have their parade right away because, like... Yeah, yeah. That's that's a kick in the teeth, definitely. If you've, if you've seen your team do what they've done this year and you've waited 30 years, you've never won the Premier League as, you know, obviously top-flight football didn't exist before 1992. Everyone knows that. Fact. Um, then, you know, you've got to feel sorry for them that they don't get their moment in the stadium trophy lift, you know. No. That's, that's a sickness. No, no. <laughs> I insist that you do. No, I really don't. As a fan of the Knicks, which is a long-suffering team that should be better because of the market that they're in and the money they have and they're mismanaged and blah, 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 blah. If the Knicks ever won a title and I wasn't able to go celebrate, and yes, there were lots of fans that showed up, but they're bad and we shouldn't acknowledge that. They should not have done that because it's bad. Um, None of them were wearing masks, by the way. But, like, if the Knicks ever won something and I was, for whatever reason, unable to go to the parade, go to celebrate, like, I would be heartbroken. And so on, like, a sports level, hatred yeah. of Liverpool aside and hatred of 99.9% of their fans aside, like, that's rough. They get, they're gonna, like, they're gonna have the parade. It's gonna be months down the line. That initial excitement, that, like, euphoria that strikes in the week after a title, like, that'll be gone. 
Anyway, shall we talk about the actual fixtures then, gents? We are skipping rapid fire news just to keep this snappy. There's not much news going on, or at least nothing good or funny, really. So it's just like <laughs> just relentless football. Just there's some probably some players' contracts that run out tomorrow as we record, and that's about it. A lot of people have extensions. I know Pedro and Willian signed them. I know people at Arsenal signed extensions. I don't remember which ones. Bournemouth Fraser, Fraser just though. called it a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah fuck Bournemouth. I don't know what's going on in the background there, but he's just like, nah, I just don't fancy being relegated, thanks. It's fine. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out, I'm out. He, he just doesn't want to, yeah, and also doesn't want to injure himself for another... To get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about how like a lot of these players don't actually want to be playing, they don't feel safe, blah, blah, blah. If I had an out and I was a Premier League player, I'd take the out. Fuck that, I don't want to be out there risking myself any more than I need to be. So, like, I get where he's coming from. Also, Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly Bournemouth. There's, there's 62% to go down. I, will, I don't want to be around Bournemouth either. And I, and I, I love people that, that criticise and say, oh, he should stay. Like, if he was injured now, Bournemouth wouldn't give him a contract extension. Yeah. I mean, he's also probably been on, let's say, a three, four, maybe even a five-year contract. Why leave it till the end? Why Arsenal yourselves like this? <laughs> well, put yourself so, in that position, yeah, absolutely. So Ryan Fraser going, nah, you know what, I'll just I'll just leave it. Thanks, yeah, guys. He's allowed yeah. to do what he wants, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Timo, like, Timo Werner's not playing the Champions League for Leipzig. He's coming to Chelsea August 1st and, like, training with the squad while we do our Champions League, while we lose to M- Munich in one last Champions League game. Like, okay. That's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, I, to- I totally get that. I mean, just wanting to be set up with your new team and hit the ground running, definitely. All right, well, let's jump back into the fixtures, though. Uh, rewinding back to when we were recording last Monday, we did talk about this fixture. It was 5-0 Man City Burnley. Um, but since this happened while we were recording and we didn't pick up on it, but we do want to mention it. That there I was got that... 141 points in FPL that week. Yes, we can keep going on about it. <laughs> Very good. How'd you do the week after? Um, oh, good, good. Yeah, let's ask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. No? No no comment. Yeah. Uh, I averaged... 95 points across two weeks. Okay, guys? Oh, okay, okay, okay. As we all know, that's how points are worked out. It's worked out over 38 games of a season. Yes, it is, Ian. So that's exactly how points are worked out. Tell that to the EFL, fucking Peterborough drop. Don't just... Let's just win more on. games. Just win more games. We, if we won one more game, we'd have been all right. Exactly. Ian, fucking stupid EFL. That's what you get for getting red cards in every game for like seven games straight. <laughs> Yeah, that, probably, yeah, that did, that did happen. Point, yeah. um, so, racist airplanes, yes? Yeah, fuck them as well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that seems unfair on the airplane. Um, the airplane. <laughs> the airplane itself, yeah. Possibly is it a racist. I guess. It is from Burnley, so like... The, the Like, racist pilot, racist plane, probably, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, if you take that job on, I mean, fuck me. Yeah. Just as strong of a condemnation of the scum that put that plane up in the air, the pilot that flew it, and just everyone involved on any level whatsoever. I do appreciate that Burnley came out and were like, fuck these guys, they don't represent our club. They were they were very quick to do that. And Ben Mee, even after the game, was really articulate, actually, and sort of desperate to say that that does not represent, at the very least, him. And certainly not like the mm. club the club in general. I think Daesh is a fairly uh, forward-thinking individual as well and would not. Uh, get on board with that shit. So yeah, the club did very well at distancing themselves very quickly, but fuck me. I mean, it must be horrible if you're a decent guy or girl and a fan of Bernie and you see that shit and you think, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have my deep sympathies given all the shit that Chelsea's gotten into with racist fans. Like, I totally relate being stuck in a fandom with, like, garbage humans. And so, like, I, I recognize how the fans in the club would be, like, upset that someone would do that in their name. Yeah. Chuck, what were you going to say? You had some there. It's just such a shame that when uh, when they post these statements, all of the, the social media comments of these people saying uh, that no longer they'll watch football and they won't let their kids watch football. And um, good, good riddance. You're garbage fucking people. And yeah, and we they're don't lying. Want you go- we don't want you going to football games. We don't want you watching football games. And any club, so many clubs are saying, happy to refund your season ticket. Go back. No problem. <laughs> never, never buy a season ticket. Never darken our doorway again. You absolute because we're apparently taking a political statement by saying a person's skin colour shouldn't fucking matter. Yeah, like, maybe let's not, you know, get black people and brown people murdered. What? Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> you monster, you? I can't... 
never watching this club again. Imagine arguing that point. Just utterly bizarre. I'd rather not. Almost as bad as saying kids shouldn't get fed. (laughs) Well, exactly. Lump them all in together. These are the same people, aren't they? 100%. Well, enough about garbage humans. Let's move on to talk about garbage teams. On Tuesday, Brighton 0, Leicester 0. A horrible, boring, boring match. 0.5 to Leicester on XG. (laughs) Just to laugh about Leicester because now Chelsea are only one point behind them and we knocked them out of the FA Cup yesterday. So third place rapidly approaching when Leicester were so far away. So I just kind of want to gloat about that. And, and do you want to know something interesting that I learned today? Is if it goes down to last day of the season, Chelsea are playing Wolves, they're competing for European places, and Leicester play Man United, they're competing for European places. Yes, that could be a tasty game week 38 plus. Le- Leicester Man United is going to be a good season, to, a good match to end the season on. They are currently. And Palace play Spurs, they're competing for Europe, guys. Guys, guys. <laughs> yeah? Yes, mm-hmm. also that. <laughs> Palace, actually, um, as long as Arsenal don't win the FA Cup, which they're only one of three quarterfinalists left, Palace could make Europa given the FA Cup result, and meaning that there would be an extra spot further down. So if like Palace finish in eighth yes, or whatever, and someone above them fin- wins the FA Cup, which City, United, and Chelsea are clearly going to be above them. It might, it might be Tottenham's bloody slogan, catchphrase, whatever it is, but dare to bloody dream. <laughs> Oh no, it's to dare is, I don't know, Tottenham. Before we go to the next game, I just want to point out that this is now, for the first time, Chelsea are above Leicester on the percentage to qualify for the Champions League. Chelsea are up to 91%, Leicester dropped down to 89%. So they're slowly and rapidly move. or nope, those are opposite words. (laughs) They are slowly moving towards Man United. (laughs) Slowly and rapidly. Both at the same time. Yeah. It's, you know, time is different in the lockdown. Um, but let's move on to the next one. A London derby on Tuesday. Significantly more exciting than the Leicester match. We had Tottenham 2, West Ham 0. Tottenham 2.2 on XG to West Ham's 0.83. Kane took six shots in this match, gentlemen. Are we wrong? Do we have to put out an official public apology to Harry Kane for being officially hashtag back? No! (laughs) I don't know if I said this once already or if I just thought it, but you know how, like, after someone dies, the corpse can still twitch sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, like, electrical signals that are kind of, like, left over in the body and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dead cat bounce. Harry Kane's going to have matches with six shots and score a goal. Like, that's going to happen sometimes. He's still really talented. He just has no, like, physical body left. That does put Tottenham at 5% to make the Champions League, so very exciting times for them. <laughs> did you guys catch that match anything to add there before we go on we're flying through these West Ham are not good that's something we can say isn't it yeah I mean shock horror getting David Moyes back wasn't a good idea something many things probably fundamentally wrong at West Ham because the last two years like they've made good acquisitions uh, in the transfer window, yeah. uh, they've stolen players from left, right, and centre. Uh, they had, you know, Pellegrini had won the Premier League for God's sakes at the start of this year, and it just all kind of went to shit. Like they're they're just above the relegation zone. Um, on, yep. Well, they're tied for nineteenth place at the minute. They're only ahead on goal difference, and it's not by a lot of uh, Bournemouth and Villa, R.I.P. Norwich. Um, but yeah, it's it's mad. It's something why of things. David Boys get relegated is fine. Get rid of West Ham. Get him out. But Sorry, John OG. But you you raise a good point though about um, the squad they've got. When you look at the players, they've got some phenomenal. They've got some real talent there, and I find it very. I find Moyes a very odd character who will leave the likes of Anderson and Lanzini on the bench until twenty minutes to go. It's like you're 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 getting torn mm. apart in this match. Just fucking mix it up. But it just it it always seems to take him so long to react to anything. Wow, I didn't think we talked that long about West Ham there. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no and fine. and after these last few results, the relegation race, quote unquote, has significantly tightened up. There was a lot more teams involved, and now there's a lot less because there's a bit of a gap from West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, Villa up to Brighton, and so now we basically, according to five thirty eight, have a two horse race to uh, stay slightly above, and then pretty solidly Bournemouth, Villa, and Norwich are looking like the ones going down. West Ham Mm. and Watford are on like 30% each, so they have a chance of getting dragged back down. Even though they're right around there with points, I guess they have better underlying numbers. Uh, Yeah, maybe, but they haven't really looked good. I mean, Brighton have very quickly sorted themselves out of 
kind of that race, you know, with a win against Arsenal and the draw against Leicester, like we blew over it. That four points looks crucial to start off to give yourself that little bit of breathing room. I mean, they're down to 1% now to get relegated, which is mad. And But Watford, I mean, we just spoke about West Ham. Watford have not looked good since they came back. I know they've obviously changed manager three times this year. Hard to keep track. Yeah, really hard to keep track. 20 managers in four years or something stupid. Um, <laughs> and they started to kind of sort themselves out, but obviously lockdown happens and, and those kind of things. They were tailing off a bit. But then, you know, you lose to Burnley... I mean, I know I'm saying this Palace play Burnley today, uh, but you know, Burn- <laughs> Burnley have had like a massive, massive amount of injuries recently, like basically all of their attacking players. And, it, you know, they just about scraped the draw um, after Cathcart did a, basically a Wayne Rooney style bicycle kick and shinned it in. Um, and then they just get battered by Southampton this week. Like it's not it's not looking good for Watford. So I'm surprised at those percentages, but then also not surprised because there's a lot of garbage teams down there right now. Some something's gone on with Watford because Pearson doesn't usually, you know, lose control um mm. of addressing room. I'm not suggesting that's happened yet, but you've got uh I think there were three players who were left out because of um having a party uh contravening oh. obviously lockdown rules. Oh. Did you hear about that? So like I think it was Andre Gray and a couple of others. They they were left out of the squad. Well, that that's not going to be very harmonious in a squad that includes Troy Deeney, who did not want to even come back to training because he's mm. got a kid who has, you know, um, breathing difficulties and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Imagine you're you're in a squad. You're the captain of a squad. You've sort of brought up that you're not necessarily happy about coming back to training. You've you've reluctantly because he came out in the media quite a lot and said he wasn't sure about the safety of this situation. You've got a kid that's got breathing difficulties and three of your teammates have a fucking party. It's not a good look, is it? I mean, I would, mm. you, yeah, and do you want to piss off Troy Deeney? Do you want to piss off anyone? Pearson, Troy Deeney? No, it's a fucking... No. It, it, it's a worrying Jesus. situation, that. That's a highway to headbutts right there. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, something's going wrong with Watford at the minute because, it, like West Ham, they've got players who are better than they're playing and it the squad um, harmony messages coming out aren't particularly good no and they've been off all year like we named a, a bit after them for a little while and then we kind of <laughs> abandoned it but there was a Watford of the week there because was. it was like the team least uh performing to their actual like numbers and abilities like they were they were like wildly underperforming they yep. probably still are if I sort the table by like most uh like far away most underperforming let's say <laughs> most far uh, away Watford yeah, there you go. Uh, Watford are right up with Arsenal and Tottenham and Sheffield and Palace. Like they, they're, you know, it it runs Arsenal, Tottenham, Watford, Sheffield, Palace for like the middle of the table for expected points. Like Watford are not this bad, but something's going on. And at that point, when it's like this long that it's going on, you have to look at like the management and like what's going on behind the scenes there. I mean, if if you look. Like you just said, the expected points. Now, I don't appreciate you dragging Palace in because we're benefiting from this massively. <laughs> but I, actually, no, I don't think this is a compliment. But Watford should have 12 points more than they do now. There's no team that has a bigger gap. And like at the other end of the scale, Palace have 10 points more than they should have. Newcastle yep. have 14 more points than they should have. And Liverpool just the 22. <laughs> there is a reason we named it the Watford of the week and that is not good and all these managerial changes are catching up with them I mean their fixtures they've got Chelsea next three massive ones in Norwich Newcastle West Ham um, that shapes the season and they then have Man City and Arsenal to end so eesh. they're in that horrible position that I know I've been in before as a fan where you just need to hope there's two teams shitter than you yeah which it looks like there probably is, but that's never a sentence you want to be saying. <laughs> no, no. But from one one W team to another, uh, just so I can keep them all like bunched <laughs> together and I can give up afterwards and not have to worry about it. Um, although we did realize, actually, that Watford are black and yellow and Wolves are orange and yellow. And I'm colorblind, so that might be part so of why my part brain of confuses them. part of it. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say I'm going to give myself a little bit there. Uh, but Wolves quietly putting together an amazing run since we came back. Probably the most informed team, inform team, I would say, either them or us, because we're doing really well also. Um, but Wolves 1-0 against Bournemouth, and then later in the week, in the next game week, 1-0 against Villa. 
yes, they played Bournemouth and Villa, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And they have looked competent. They have looked comfortable. They have looked dangerous in attack when they do attack. Beefy boy Adama Traore proving why he's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it was it was either Kaylee or Goodman or Grace Robertson, one of the three good statsy people on Twitter that was like, Adama Traore is really proving that if you can dribble at a super good level, the rest can fall into place with good coaching. And I think that he's a perfect example of that. And he does not look like he's going to stay on Wolves for that long. He's too good for them, quote unquote. But he's being he's starting every game on the bench at the minute, which isn't necessarily a bad. That's fine. Because, That's yeah, fine for him. He comes at on the minute. S- in the sixtieth minute, instantly changes the game, and often a goal happens within seconds, as I think happened to Aston Villa. Uh, yeah, um, it was forty seconds this week. He didn't yeah. get the assist, but his run was <laughs> crucial to spreading the defence for then the pass to the yeah, assist. Like, exactly because they're, they're scared shitless of him. I mean, apart from the fact that he's a fucking tank, he can fucking pelt at you really fast and like you say just if you're a defender you're like fuck I've got to keep an eye on him and it he's only just come on you haven't necessarily had a chance to sort of you know reset your shape or whatever and yeah he just pulled, pulled them apart and then it was job done you know and that seems to be happening quite a lot but like you say I mean it depends whether Wolves consistently start finishing which it looks like they might, if they consistently mm. are finishing top half of the table European places, then why would he go anywhere? I'm not sure I'm not sure he would, you know. The only problem that and I and I mean we've had this before is that with Wolves and the length of this season, you know, they started in the Europa League qualifiers before. They had huge fixture pile ups where they were getting a lot of draws at the start of the season. They've only lost six games this year. They've conceded like the sixth uh, least goals in the league. They've got to play all these games. Then they have the Europa League tournament, uh, which will be together so that they can round that off. And it means that this season is about 14 months for them, start to finish. (laughs) And and, And we've said it before, like God knows when the next one starts what kind of break you have because it just seems to be the the teams that are going to be in Europe are going to lose a lot of that break. And it's mad. Absolutely mad, but fair play to them. They have done ever, ever so well, and they're doing exactly what they need to. You know, yes, since they came back, they've played. What did you say? It was West Ham, Wall, uh, West Ham, Villa, and Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah. So yeah, three rubbish teams, but three wins, three clean sheets. Job done. And they're the only other team at all in the conversation for the Champions League. It's a pretty steep drop from United at seventy four percent to them at forty percent. But the next drop down there is Tottenham at 5%. So they're the only ones kind of hanging around. And if this goes on for another couple of weeks, like the problem for them, I guess, is that Leicester haven't been great. Like Jamie Vardy had less touches than someone who got subbed off at halftime in that match, which is terrible. Yeah, Leicester really haven't looked that great since. But Chelsea and Man United both have very good, especially since Pogba's been back for United and obviously Pulisic for Chelsea has been a, like a shining beacon lately. So like, I think that's part of what's tricky for Wolves is like, who are they going to catch? It's not like the teams above them are doing particularly poorly. And you feel bad for them. Yeah. On the flip side to Wolves though, since coming back, like Sheffield United have been rubbish. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it really seems to be a case of momentum. I mean, three games now they've played. They, they played against Aston Villa, Newcastle, uh, they played against Man United, they played, who did they play in the FA Cup? I can't remember now. But anyway, they those three league games, one point, zero goals scored, six goals conceded. And Lord, Lord Lundstrom? Is that what his nickname is? I believe it so. Was. John yeah. Lundstrom, it is was. John even his first name? I don't know. Yeah. Lundstrom <laughs> is hurt. He's out for a while. Yeah, shoulder issue, it looks like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I guess we can take the, take it to the Sheffield match now. That's a natural transition. Thank you, Chuck. You're welcome. Uh, Man United 3, Sheffield 0. Sheffield United, I should say, because I've gotten in trouble for that recently. 2.9 to Man United to 0.1 to Sheffield. So exactly Jeez. spot on. Like, there you go. <laughs> That's, that's the same XG as uh, Palace got against Liverpool, and they didn't have a touch in the box. Uh, we had <laughs> we had a touch, but apparently it doesn't count as a touch because a touch only counts when you pass it for some weird reason on stats. Uh? Is that right? Yeah. So no, the touch is the pass. I don't get it. But anyway, let's not come uh. on now. Let's uh, 
I mean, w- w- anything to avoid saying Man United look really fucking good. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I found myself enjoying their goals and I wanted to throw up afterwards. But I really like Pogba. I really like Rashford. I have nothing against Martial. I kind of like Bruno Fernandes for how ridiculous he is because he refuses to do anything other than put up 40-yard passes or 40-yard shots. And the shots are hilarious and the passes are sublime. Yeah. And like... I'm glad that Chelsea are also looking really good since coming back, and I'm glad that Chelsea have a solid cushion above them because they look dangerous, man. I'm stocking up on Man United FPL assets. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I've got Fernandez and Martial now, and it's only the only reason I don't have Rashford in at the minute is because I'm waiting to see. Well, I'm probably going to get rid of him anyway, but uh, a Bamiang against Norwich. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd happily have or get a Man United defender in. Like get Wan Bissaka in because he's 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 permanently camped in the opposition third at the minute it seems, uh, and he's getting like bonus points and assists and those kind of things. But yeah, Man United look really really good. Uh, it's slightly worrying. They're actually beating teams that are below them in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they 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 look yeah they look fun. They look good. I gotta say, on a personal level, I'm very very excited to have drawn them in the FA Cup semi final. Because they did the double on us this year, and I think beat mm. us in a third match, maybe yeah. in the League, league cup. cup. Yeah, I don't know. That one I don't care about. But the, the double over us in the League, and the 4-0 on Frank Lampard's first game, like, to start the season. Oh, that was, was no, not a fun, fun. one. <laughs> no, and, and like, we've knocked Liverpool out of the FA Cup and took them to penalties in, a, in another match. We did the double on Tottenham, because it's the first time anyone did the double on Mourinho. Right. We fucking destroyed Arsenal. We obviously very notably beat City in a very important match and like put them to the sword, like genuine beat, loss, win, whatever. And so United are like the only big team that we have left. Beat, loss, win, whatever. Well, it was a big, it was a bad loss for City and a good win. Rapid win, loss, draws. Yeah. Fast, slow, (laughs) etc. Are we just, is it, is this your way of just segue into Chelsea City now? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm glad that United are good and I'm glad that we have them because I, I love a big match, right? Like that's why we're fans is to like see big dramatic shit happen. And Chelsea United, when both are looking good and both have pretty much full strength squads is going to be a good match. Are you guys, either of you thinking about a cheeky Pogba punt on FPL? He's a he's a lot of money, that's all. And yeah. while he's not quite there yet with match sharpness, I don't think he he's been sort of playing a bit deeper. And it's with with players like Martial, uh, Rashford, Fernandez, he's been able to just sort of slowly walk his way back in into the team. Yeah, it's I think he's about eight point three or something in FPL. Yeah, he's pretty just, crazy. Just a touch too much for me. He's so low-owned, that's the only reason I'm thinking about it. I, I don't know, like Ian said, that he's been able to kind of take it slowly coming back, but he was playing a hell of a lot deeper. Yeah. Um, and kind of playing a little bit of box-to-box, where, like, Marcel, even though he's listed as a midfielder in the game, is playing more like a striker than Marcus Rashford yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, cause the, reason, the reason he got that hat-trick was just because he was always in the box. But Bruno Fernandes is playing right behind that as, like, a number 10 in front of a front three. Uh, Daniel James is, don't bother. Mason Greenwood is an all right option, but chances are you're probably not going to play him. No, you're not looking at anyone. Like, the main three are clearly Fernandez because he's so cheap, Martial and Rashford, who are the two best attacking players. So Pogba would be, like, the fourth one you're looking at there, but with the price, I don't know. I have a wild card coming up, and I'm kind of thinking about him as a differential. Two conditions, I think, need to be met with that. One, that you've got a bit of spare cash because otherwise I think you might want to spend it elsewhere. And the other one be that you're chasing. If you're chasing, then go for it. If you're top of, top of a cash league and you're looking to play defensively, don't go near him with a barge pole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, you know, get Fernandez, whatever. But yeah, if you fancy a punt, why not Pogba? He's been on runs before, which have hurt me when I haven't owned him. You know, he, he's definitely capable of it. And it might just be that a couple, you know, one more game. I mean, the Man United's fixtures... Bournemouth, Villa, Southampton, Palace, West Ham. Yeah, if you're like, it is the time to triple up on United for sure. Yeah, apart from that Palace fixture. Just... Yeah, of course, mate. Sorry, I I just said it because it was in there. I didn't mean it was an easy one. Speaking of Thanks, the Palace mate. fixture, I'm assuming none of us want to talk about Newcastle Villa. So let's jump to Liverpool <laughs> four, Crystal Palace zero, two point six to zero point one on XG. So 
Chuck, anything to add on Liverpool's last victory before be, being crowned champions? That was no fun. I gotta say, like, those goals were hard to keep out. You guys got, you guys got done, but those were pretty unsavable goals. Wayne Hennessy is fucking shit. And you can say, you can say the argument about, oh, well, he gets beaten, like, at these ridiculous shots. Like, teams are briefed. On him. His starting position, always poor. His reflexes, really slow. And so when you have that situation, teams are briefed to take more ridiculous shots against him. Because then if you hit the target, that's not to take away from like Fabinho's shot. <laughs> I was going to say, so you, you're saying that if it hadn't have been against Hennessy, uh, Fabinho might have not gone for that like knuckleball to fucking smash it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. But but you know, you look at like the Alexander Arnold one and he's given him two thirds of the goal to aim at on his side. Yeah. He's moved all the way over. He's had the wall arranged so the shortest player is where Alexander Arnold would hit it and then stood himself behind I don't Insane. Whatever. Surely that should be the exact opposite. So as if they're gonna get it over the centre of the wall, you've got a chance of getting it. Fucking yeah. that was awful. And so but but it, it like teams are just briefed that when he's in goal, just take shots because he's fucking awful. That might be true, but you still got to make those shots, man. Those were like <laughs> Alexander Arnold's free kick was in the top corner. That's hard to save, even if you're in the right place to begin with. No, like, yeah, it, it's it's not to take it away from. But when you when you get when you know that you have more of a chance against something happening, you take more of the chances from like open yeah, play yeah, and those yeah, yeah. kind of things. If you if you know a keeper's liable to a spill, then you take the shots from the from a distance, and then you make sure you have someone following up that you would know you would do a lot more because you gamble on that run. But yeah, Wayne Hennessy is awful, and I hope. I mean, fingers crossed, Guaita's back because that was a very late cutting out, and he's been fantastic. Like he's one of. Probably outside the top six, he's the best goalkeeper, I think. Um, he's better than some goalkeepers in the top six. Ariza Balaga. Um, <laughs> Much, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, him coming back is good. But yeah, there's nothing really you can do about, uh, you know, Zaha going off on the 20th minute-ish. Yeah. No Benteke to play hold-up play. Jordan Ayew just throwing himself everywhere and not getting up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that wasn't great after the highs of, of recently, but still in a good position. There's still good chances. Uh, you know, we played Burnley tonight. Uh, then we have Leicester who haven't looked great. Chelsea, I mean, I know Oscar, you often look at the fixture. It is at Selhurst, but like the way Chelsea are playing at the minute, I'd, but I, it'd be ridiculous to think that we could probably get something there. Um, uh, we've got Villa. Uh, then we finish off the season with United, Wolves and Tottenham. So an easy one on the last day, at least. <laughs> I think, no, Tottenham, are we had a similar game as we did against Liverpool as we had against Tottenham earlier in the season. Like Tottenham obliterated us, I think, 4-0. Uh, fully undeserved kind of style. But when Tottenham were playing really, really badly. But yeah, it's still good vibes, man. Still good vibes. <laughs> yeah. Still good I mean, things. you don't, you never expect a result against Liverpool anyway, right? Like, that's got to be one that you went into being like, uh. Yeah. But especially when you see the team sheet after they played Everton last week, and you just see, oh, that is the strongest physical 11 they can play at any one time. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah. Oh, no. Very much a case of not in the face. Not even, like, we didn't even have, like,. Like they didn't even just drop like Lovren in there to give us a chance, or like go, or like, or like just pop Adrian in goal just for the just yeah. for the. They just went no 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 no. We're taking no chances now. We know if we win this game, this is when it then just forces everything on City, um, and and not yeah many not good, but get the win tonight. Yes, there will be some games in hand, and we move up to eighth in the table. So eighth in the season. With then six games left for us to play, is obscene. Like that is obscene on the scale of any normal season and and what have you. That's that's a ridiculously kind of good effort to to sneak out, sneak up there, uh, and really piss off all the stats people as well. <laughs> this season's been one for pissing off the stats people. It has, it has, it has been weird. Yeah, the difference. I mean, it's been a weird season anyway, obviously, but. The differences between, uh, as you pointed out earlier, the points and expected points has been crazy. I mean, this is a very, 
anomalous season, it seems. I mean, there's usually, like, one or two teams that are very far away yeah. just because, like, luck happens and, like, injuries happen and, and whatever. Shit just happens. Mm. But there does seem to be a disproportionate amount this year, and I think it's going to be even worse with the lockdown and coming back and how that's going to fuck with, like, home win percentages that the model cannot take into account or does not have the data to take into account, you know? Mm. Um, but, yeah, it has been an anomalous year, which is very upsetting. Um, well, there was one more match on Wednesday that I haven't mentioned. I don't actually want to linger on it other than to make a footnote that Norwich 0, sorry, Norwich 0, Everton 1, Norwich are now 98% to go down. So RIP Norwich, RIP Pookie. Um, but with that, we can move on. Thursday, June 25th, 2020, a date which will live in infamy. I was unbelievably <laughs> conflicted going into this match. I don't think I've ever wanted Chelsea to lose and win at the same time so badly. Um, because anytime you're playing Man City, you know, you want to get a result against the best team in England. Uh, and I do stand by that statement. They are the best team in England. I do not at all relinquish. So churlish. Um you know, data, man. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, uh, Man City yeah, haven't okay. had VAR on their side like Liverpool. But anyway, Chelsea 2, Manchester City 0, and even more exciting, Chelsea 4.2 XG to 0.7 Man City. 4.2 we generated against Man City, dude. Yeah, but against 10 men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You really tried to... <laughs> This match, notable from the Chelsea perspective, obviously there's the whole Liverpool thing, which we talked about already. You're welcome, Liverpool. We have now decided (laughs) six of the last eight titles or six of the last seven titles because they've either been ours or we beat the team and then handed it to someone else. We did it to Leicester and now we gave it to Liverpool. Um, But this was the match where the general Chelsea fan base got aboard the Christian Pulisic hype train. It is getting very crowded on here. I had reserved <laughs> VIP seats. I paid a lot of money for these tickets. And now I got some And now you got chunk. someone's armpit in your face. Yeah, someone from <laughs> South London is trying to sit on my lap, being like, this Christian Pulisic guy is pretty good, huh? And it's like, yeah, no shit. Uh-huh. If you look at the numbers, not the American bias, because fuck you guys, not the American bias, the numbers <laughs> show that he is the best attacking player on Chelsea and has been playing at an elite level when he's on the pitch all season long. He's got two back-to-back man of the match awards between this and the Leicester match yesterday in the FA Cup. And he looked so good. City cleared, what, two off the line from him? Like, ridiculously cleared off the line? Well, one, yeah, that we, we, because what was really annoying was you weren't watching it live. So me and Ian were watching <laughs> it. And, and like all of those goal clearances, not to take this dangerously back to the offshoot podcast we're inevitably doing, but it was like Rocket League shit. It was just <laughs> chaos and just, just players like flying in and running past where the ball was. And just then, and then Fernandinho just went, nope. Um, <laughs> oh, what a stupid... I mean, okay, actually, stupid handball or smart handball? Uh, Well, n- no. It was going I in, right? Think... So, like, he says, if I get a red card and then they save the pen, maybe we're still in this? Do a Luis yeah, Suarez that type of thing? Pays off. That, yeah, that's the only situation I've seen that pull off, yeah. is the Luis Suarez situation. It's like, do you remember at the start, very early at the start of the year when Steve Cook for Bournemouth was lying on the floor, jumped yes. up into the air <laughs> when he was going to get lobbed and batted it away? Uh, <laughs> like... But it was like in the 15 like fifteen to 20 minutes of the beginning of the match, you're like, yeah, I'll stop this. Like, just leave it. Like, take a chance. You stand to a way better chance of 11 against 11. Like, that's that was absolutely insane. Like, His don't one get me was wrong. much earlier in the game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was, it was like 75th or something. It was late. Yeah, but if you're, you're Man City, like, you, you fancy yourself in that situation, right? But at that time, the, like the balance of the match was well and truly in Chelsea's favour. Like, it was ridiculous how well they were playing. And just, there was the link up there uh, when they brought in the subs. Again, Lampard's getting very good at making very effective substitutions. Yep, yesterday too. Yep, you're, you're exactly right. And it doesn't really pain me to say because it's it's fine. But Pulisic <laughs> really, really does look good and looks like he's bulked up, got a bit more physical. Yes. We always say that players that come into England, it takes them a little bit of time to get used to it, it compared to certain leagues because it is more physical. Um, and he's just, he's flying again. Absolutely flying. And it is so rewarding to see the general Chelsea fan base starting to appreciate him to the level where like, well, no one appreciates him to the level that I do, but 
more more so right like having a, a like i think there genuinely is an anti-american bias in the premier league i think that people just assume that american players can't be that good and i think that christian pulisic is the first time we've had a player that is like genuinely world class like he could win player of the season in the premier league that's that's on the table for him he's that good he's got raheem sterling young raheem sterling numbers like it's it's certainly not out of the cards and to get more people recognizing that and seeing that potential and seeing the actual things that he's already doing and seeing him do it in a huge match, huge match. That is like very much a coming out party. I've and, and Chelsea fans need to calm down. Cause I've seen a lot of people being like, Oh, he's like young hazard. I'm like, no, okay, relax. He's not that, but like, I, yeah, I don't know. It was really, really fun. It was though. You're right. Frustrating. Um, Emily was at work. So she was like, Hey, do you mind? I have to be in the office today, but do you mind recording it so that we can watch it when I get home? And I'm like, you mean on a two hour delay? So, ah! okay, fine. Fine. I love my wife. We can do this. <laughs> She's a good wife. I don't need to divorce her just so I can see Chelsea Man City. You know, I would be an overreaction. <laughs> no, not at all. But then like watching the match, I wanted so desperately to be tweeting and texting and interacting, but it was late and everyone in England was asleep by the time we watched it, basically. And I'm just sitting by our, we're sitting by ourselves in our like in our movie room, our that room over there with the big TV, and we're like flipping out USA USA like all of that, and then we're like, oh, we have no one to share this with but each other. Oh well, and then we just kept celebrating and like going nuts. It was so exciting, so exciting. <sighs> Hashtag good vibes party times. And now you get to play West Ham like in a couple of days. <laughs> then you get to play Watford. Then you get to play Palace. Okay, you'll probably lose that one. But then you get like Sheffield United. They've not been good. Then you get Norwich. What is this? What is this? Chelsea is so dark. <laughs> and then Liverpool. Oh, but by then Liverpool will be playing like their C team players. Oh, and we like beat Liverpool that, once already. They'll be, so. they'll be playing. Yeah, and they'll be playing players that still actually play for Southampton. They'll just like borrow them <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> just current, current Southampton players. Yeah. That's how basic the Liverpool team's going to be by that point. Let's see. We had Arsenal 2, Southampton 0, Arsenal 2.2 on XG to 0.7 on Southampton, so it deserved 2-0. Yeah, that's that's weird. I know. Arsenal didn't Arsenal particularly in that match. Oh, no, they just won and kept a clean sheet and didn't have a million injuries or David Luiz getting a red card. Oh, my God, can we talk about David Luiz signing a contract I, I was about extension? to bring it up. Yeah, they didn't Arsenal that much in the match, but they did Arsenal outside of the match. David Luiz signs a contract <laughs> extension and then immediately gets hurt, like, five minutes into the next match. Not literally five, but, you know. He, he probably just went to them, like, do you, you really want me to sign this? You really, like, you really want to keep paying me? Like, I don't want to be part... I'll just get... I'll just well, take a dive. even if they do, don't announce it that week. Just leave it for a bit. He, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> the week after he's done that. Jesus. No one's sitting around looking on transfer market going, oh my God, David Luiz's contract runs out soon. Like, they're already talking about the fact Aubameyang's ends next year. They're not worried about this one. No one's sitting there going, oh my God, it's one day until David Luiz's contract ends. <laughs> no, you can announce it in August. And, just go, uh, and people will go, all right, that's fine. Not after he's just had one of the most horrific performances <laughs> of all time. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. Arsenal's still doing Arsenal things anyway. Yeah, it's good to see. you love to see it. I found out this week that he has more red cards for Arsenal than he does for Chelsea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he played so many years for us. Giving away more penalties as well or something like that. Yeah, I just... believe that's correct. I don't know that one for sure, but I'm pretty but I think I saw that also. And it's like Agent Louise is well and truly undercover and doing a <laughs> phenomenal job. We thank you. You know, Agent Louise at Arsenal, Agent Mourinho at Tottenham. Agent William is going somewhere next year. Either one of those two clubs seems to be the like general consensus unless he goes to Barcelona. What? Barcelona's been after William for like five transfer windows. They keep offering 40 million. They keep offering 40 million. And Chelsea are like, no. And I'm like, sell him to Barcelona. Please take that money. Um, and now we're, I think we're probably going to have to give him away for free because, you know, he's out of contract. So, mm. but that's okay. Um, let's see. Burnley won, Watford zero. Don't care. Burnley didn't Burnley. They generated point one. Uh, we talked about Wolves Villa. So the last match finishing on the best, saving the best for last on this podcast. We got Watford one, Southampton three, um, which I'm going to give the Burnley of the week here. So cue the jingle. 
Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Because it might have been 3-1, but Watford only generated 0.4 and Southampton only generated 1.3. So anytime you more than double your XG, you're going to get that Burnley of the week award. Southampton, <laughs> uh, anybody watch this? Danny Ings, right? That was the that was the big thing going on here. Ings scored two, Ward Prowse scored one. Uh, nice assist for Willie Smallbone. Um, but yeah, Ings just smashing it lately. And yeah. um, also, let's let's just just before we keep going down the Southampton train, um, it is worth noting Watford didn't even score their own goal. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, four goals for Southampton. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Hasenhudel, 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 so fun to say. Um, he said Ings is going to play every game now. So he's never been fitter, apparently. I mean, FPL-wise, I mean, their, their fixtures aren't great, but, I mean, if you're a form form over fixtures person, then Ings is your man. Of course, I chose this week to free-hit him out, so I've, I have I managed to skillfully avoid those two goals like a twat. That's just, like, elite-level dodging right there. Yeah, exactly. I'll welcome him back uh, with open arms next week. Against Man City? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you going to play him against Man City, then? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, let's have a look at the team I've set before. I, I am going to play him by the looks of it. I've got to either play him against Man City or Calvert Lewin against Tottenham. Why do you have Calvert Lewin? Good question. Yeah, that's a bigger um, question. Hard <laughs> question to answer that one. Um, I got rid of who was it? It was either Aguero or Aubameyang, and I was like looking to rejig funds, and I went budget with Calvert Lewin. I, I thought Everton's fixtures were all right, and then I, yeah, then I watched him against. Norwich just failed to convert anything, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's probably gonna have to go." Because I, I think since since the restart, Everton's probably the only club out of all twenty that I've just seen nothing or heard nothing of. Yeah, we we did skip over them ourselves. <laughs> too. No, but like, Every week but, like but like even outside the podcast, right? Every single game now is basically watchable. Like it is. Like there are some times where there's games at the same time, but. By and large, you can see every single game. And Everton are the only team that I have seen none of. So I can't even comment. <laughs> like, they're just so grey area now to yeah. me. Like, you'd think Ancelotti, like, they've got a great squad that they've built over God knows how many years now with a hell of a lot of money. And, you know, they get a nil-nil against Liverpool and beat Norwich 1-0. Yeah, they do just seem like the wallpaper of the Premier League at the minute, don't they? Yeah, they're just there. All right, well, that's that's enough about the fixtures. Why don't we move on to the next segment, one that I'm sure you gentlemen will be very excited to talk about, and that is the FPL pod team. So excited. Pod team is doing so well since coming back. Well, again, yeah, we went through, we started off the season really, really well, and then people started listening to you, and it went really, really badly. And now we've come back, and all three of us have just had the Midas touch with our teams and the pod team. And so now the pod is back in the top 100k again. And averaging over 100 a week since coming back. Because even if you take away the 17 points from game week 33 or 32, whatever we're in the middle of right now, it had 202 points over the two weeks. Really? And and it's not like one was a 150 and one was a 50. It was like a 96 and a... 106. 106. There you go. It's not 141 in one week, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so currently we're on 17 points. Uh, God bless Ings. We have lost, obviously, the captaincy was on Jimenez, uh, which is a bit of a shame. And we've got Lundstrom in there. Don't know what's going to happen with Pulisic. I'd assume he's possibly going to get rested for this game now. He came off pretty early and he had ice on his calf. Um, but it, uh, from what I'm hearing so far, it's just like a knock and he should be fine. But nothing official yet. Yeah, and thank God we organised our bench because uh, we have Norwood and Bulldog coming in for <laughs> um, uh, so you're in two third on the bench. So uh, yeah, admin um, double double Liverpool defence against Man City, but it's the attacking one, so who cares? Nick Pope, oosh, uh, not going to happen. Free mm. Willian, and of course, king of feedings is Marcus Rashford. Still to come. <laughs> um, and then next week, how is the team looking for next week at the moment? Yeah. Oh, banging. Um, but we have uh, transfer suggestions, and I think we might even do captaincy suggestions uh, this week, because fuck it. 
so who's going to start us off with transfer suggestions? Should we get Ian's humdrum run of the mill? Never going to get picked transfer out of <laughs> the way. Unbelievable. They, you come on. Even by your own admission, you're the one who'll go. I'll do a backup goalkeeper suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get in this Aston Villa defender. It's very important in these coronavirus times to have backup goalkeepers. Um, we haven't got one at the minute, but I'm not going to suggest. <laughs> no. that. Damn, I thought I was leading you, leading you to the water. Then I have Dalard, but this this game is won by Dalard. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never won it, but like it's it's not won by Mavericks. That's just for when you're in cash leagues that you desperately need to get into the money on. That's me. I won last year. Yeah. Yeah, Dullards. He just he just oh, said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, was gonna, yeah. I was just about to say, would you characterise yourself as a maverick? Uh, absolutely. I don't know what I'm going to do from one day to the next. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Okay. Well, I am going to suggest a hit. I think we need to try and reduce our exposure to Sheffield United, which we got in because of the double. But uh, annoyingly, this hit doesn't involve getting rid of Lundstrom, who is injured, so we'll just have to deal with that next week. Mm. But uh, Bulldog out and Norwood out. You're going, you're going for a points hit. He just said that. Yeah, I, I said that. Yeah. literally ah. said that out loud. Ah. Bulldog out and Norwood out. Ah. And while I'm saying reduce my, reduce mine, like it's my team, reduce our exposure... To Sheffield United. The defender I want to get in is just a fucking filler to get money. And that's Jack Robinson of Sheffield United. <laughs> but that is to upgrade Norwood to Martial. That's a hell of an upgrade. Did you pick that because off air I decided on my suggestion and then whilst you've been talking I realised I couldn't actually do my suggestion because of the amount of money? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <Bastard>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I found a way to get the money. What are you going to do? Yeah, you dick. You just stole my one because I read the numbers the wrong way around. I thought we had 4.2 in the bank, not (laughs) 2.4. So that's like, right, good. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Admin. Admin, guys. That's what I get. Uh, All right, Oscar, will you do yours while I frantically scramble? All right, well, mine is the more boring one, I guess, this week compared to certainly a points hit. Um, And I'm going to say we need to get Lundstrom, who's both... Injured, looking like long-term, so, mm. or at least somewhat long-term, and hadn't really been starting anyway. He only started one of the three mm. matches since they've been back, or two of the three, two of the four, something like that. Um, so Lundstrom out, and we were just talking about going all-in on Manchester United, so I'm saying Lundstrom out for Wanbiz, and uh, see where we go from there. Nice. Nice, uh, like it. Okay. Uh, I am going to say, while we... Always go on about good vibes and good players and those kind of things. And I've just realised we don't have him in the team. But I'd quite like to have him in the team, even though he has limited minutes. Like You should just always play him. And let's get rid of Norwood. Also, reducing our exposure to the Sheffield United, uh, how should I put this, rot uh, that's currently <laughs> set into our team. Say that to and Wilder's face, mate. Say that to Wilder's face. I... Would not. Probably wouldn't even do it on a Zoom call because he'd find some way to punch me in the face. But I would like to get rid of Norwood, get him out, uh, and get in Beefy Boy. Oh. So long, Norwood. Get in Beefy Boy. Okay, so that's that's the transfer suggestions. Captain C, because we're going to put out that poll as well. We're a bit more on a normal structure this week since we'll have four days between releasing the pod and the new game week. Uh, so who who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. I think the the most obvious one to me, at least when I look at it, is Liverpool playing Villa. Villa are absolute dog shit. Um, Liverpool have very good players. They don't have any other competitions that they're in, so I don't know that they're going to be rotating as much as people say they're going to be. I think they're going to try to go for at least some records. Um, maybe who knows? But I'm putting the armband on Trent Alexander Arnold against Villa. I feel like he could get some good attacking returns. I feel like there's a decent chance of a clean sheet because it's Villa. And uh, yeah, Trent. Am I allowed to agree with that? Sure. Because that's what I'm doing on my own team, I think. And yeah, for all the reasons you said, I think he's a great a great pick. And nice little defenders are always a differential. Um, and I need to get up in the uh, some of the cash leagues that I'm currently just out of the money of. So Alexander-Arnold feels like a great captaincy pick to me. That makes... 
uh, an alarmingly high amount of good common sense. So it seems only necessary if you two are going with a very strong head pick <laughs> that I go. go for an emotional heart pick. Now, this player, that so the team, they've been playing really, really well. Really well since coming back. They're playing against the team that are absolute dog shit since they've come back. This guy has looked electric. He has bulked up. He may be a little bit yellow, but it doesn't matter. And also, they're playing on the fucking 4th of July. We have to captain Captain America. Oscar was very upset that Pulisic wasn't in uh, last week's captain poll. I didn't do it because he wouldn't have got anywhere. On the Fantasy Football Scout captain poll, he had about 1%, so he wouldn't have got anywhere. But as Oscar says, people are getting on the hype train now. So, yeah, maybe maybe he an attacking midfielder might have a chance. In Chelsea playing Watford on the 4th of July. <laughs> Can I change my answer? <laughs> you I'm him. sold. <laughs> Fuck my head. I don't care that Pulisic is half injured and might not even, and has a game on two days before, three days before. Like, Fuck Who it. Cares? And, and like on Tuesday, right? Like three days later? Fucking yeah. Captain America, 4th of July. <laughs> Gotta do it. I- he in my own team. I'm getting him in this week just for that reason. Really, That's only amazing. getting him in because it's the he's playing on the fourth of July and playing Watford. <laughs> I love it. I do love it. I must admit, Captain Fucking America. Let's go. Let's do well, it. While we talk about fixtures, then let's just go through. Obviously, we we have seventy percent, eighty percent still of this current game week three super plus ultra uh, to go, uh, but. By the time this comes out, that will be void. So, I mean, enjoy Sheffield United Spurs and Man City Liverpool, uh, where, yeah, Man City will give a guard of honour, I guess. Maybe, but a socially yeah, distanced they said one. Can, eh? A socially distanced one. Um, <laughs> so, we move on to Saturday, the 4th of July. Uh, start off with Norwich Brighton. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, it then goes <laughs> Leicester Palace, Man United Bournemouth, Wolves Arsenal. Then Saturday night, our time, <laughs> lunchtime, like America time. Well, no, they're like three o'clock America yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Captain America versus Watford. Captain C, triple captain. Fuck it. Get him in if you've still got the chip. If not, cheat. Find a way. <laughs> um, uh, then Sunday, Burnley, Sheffield United. That, I mean, no one wants to watch that now. Uh, Newcastle, West Ham. No, no one wants to watch that now uh liverpool villa southampton man city and spurs versus everton yeah not a good uh set of fixtures no. that weekend it's not, not inspiring is nothing it? it's crystal palace versus leicester could be interesting if you guys can do leicester have been bad you guys are up and down yeah. <laughs> as usual <laughs> that is a fair assessment but we could potentially go ahead of leicester if you guys do a result there i mean yeah and if that would be nice because obviously these are the games where we have to take points. Because if Leicester are slightly out of form, as much as you can say that, and we've had good results against them in the past, like if we can win today and then win against Leicester, the chances of us getting anything is massive. But also we then equal, I think we equal our points record for the Premier League. So I take that with still, what, five, six games to play. Yeah, that's lovely. That's that's a double reason to be rooting for that. Other than that, though, nothing really jumps out to me. What about you guys? What are you looking forward to? Whether it's the second half of this game week that we're in the middle of or next weekend's game week. Obviously, City-Liverpool, but... Mine would be purely selfish from an FPL point of view, but Wednesday night is um, Bournemouth-Newcastle. And I own um, St. Maximan now. And Yeah, that's the thing. Do you know what? I should have got on that train a long time ago because it's just so fun to watch. And if you own him in FPL... A player that you like, and I never let that bother me generally right. in FPL. I owned Suarez in the past, even though he's a complete bell end, mm-hmm. and like never let that bother me. But when you own players who you're really rooting for as well, I mean, Oscar can tell you that with the Pulisic pick, you know, I mean, it's massively Im- improves your enjoyment of a game that will be probably dog shit to watch. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. Like, you know, the fact that I've got St. Maximan and he might do something against Bournemouth, that gives me a reason to potentially enjoy that game. And that's, you know, as a neutral, I need that. Yeah. And you never know, maybe Norwich start there, somehow climb out of the relegation zone with a win against <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, and it's not over till it's over. Abamyang spurns us all again and makes me Ugh. smash my computer screen since I captained him this week. 
Last chance saloon for Aubameyang in your FPL teams. Come on, a hundred percent. If he if he does it, they don't even don't even entertain the notion. Like get rid straight away. Wednesday yep. night auto ang rage quit. <laughs> Rage quit and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and get him out of the team. Uh, so on that lovely notion of making sure to rage quit on Aubameyang, uh, we will leave it there for this week, folks. Thank you very much uh, for being with us. Stay safe out there. enjoying all of the delicious football. Uh, I know Friday there is no football, but you'll, you'll get through. You'll get through. Oh, Ian might might not get through. Uh, But then we've got more football afterwards. So much more football. By the next time we record, there will have been at least another 20 fixtures. I don't know. By the next time this releases, (laughs) it will be null and void and the season will be over. The next season will be started. I don't know. So much football. Thank you very much, Oscar. Uh, Congratulations, Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he did it. He actually did it. He done it. Yeah, he actually vomited. Uh, Thank you very much. All over his mic. Thank you, Ian Stimson. Thank you, sir. And thanks to all of our Patreons. Patreon.com forward slash Miles Offside Pod. Hashtag give us all your money. And uh, take care. See you next week. Bye! Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.